Be fun, have safe. Be mm. fun, have safe. Yep. <laughs> I'm so backwards. Calling all trainers and Pokemon enthusiasts. Introducing Go Battlecast. Your weekly fix for all things Pokemon Go and Pokemon. Get the unfiltered raw truth on the game, culture, and community. So, let the battle begin. Here are your hosts, Zach Duarte and Dominic Zingali. And we're back for another episode of the Go Battlecast podcast, episode 33. And we're doing something different today, Dom. We're not recording this in the doldrums of your basement. Yes, yes, your South Florida basement. We're not recording this in uh, the third story of my townhome. We're outside today because Niantic wants us to get the fuck outside. So uh, we're at our local community park, Constitution Park. I forgot the name of it for a second. Um, Probably one of my favorite parks in the area, not only because it's got a lot of Pokestops and gyms, um, it's small enough to walk around that it feels big, um, but it's not too big to where I can't get from the back to the front within, I don't know, five minutes, right? Um, but also, uh, beautiful park, beautiful park. So if you are in the South Florida community and you haven't been to Constitution Park in Deerfield Beach, you ha- like this to me, as somebody that has traveled um, a lot, especially just within Florida, uh, and within Miami and West Palm Beach is like one of the best places to play. You could use a few more Pokestops, but I'm not going to complain about that because when they're all lit up, it's perfectly fine. You know, it's a great place to play. So I like this idea. You might hear some other shit in the background. You might hear like a waterfall or other people. There's nothing we can do about that, but we want to, you know, take in the ambiance of being outside because that's what Pokemon Go and Niantic's all about. I just think you want us to get outside of the park. I don't think it was Niantic. You always want to put it back on Niantic. It's fine. It's fine. No, but it's a, it's fun. It's fun that we're uh, doing something new, something a little bit different, and it feels a little bit more refreshing in sense of just being just outside. And I think today, as we predicted, I mean, the weather's perfect. I mean, right now there's no humidity. And, uh, I mean, if we're going to do it anywhere, it's definitely Constitution Park. I mean, we're, we're sitting right now underneath a gazebo. There's a bunch of them that they have in, in this park. And, uh, yeah, like you're saying, man, it's it's definitely a place to visit, just to play Pokemon, just to view uh, the scenery and just to get your exercise in. I mean, it's a nice loop. And uh, in the way that, at least for the game when we play, I mean, you can start with one stop in the very front of the park. And by the time you make your lap, I mean, that, that stop is ready for another spin. So it's kind of like perfect timing just going around and around and around. So um, if you have a, a group of people, by all means, it's, it's very fun and enjoyable and very relaxing. Um, but I don't think this past week was relaxing because we had our good old regional tournaments in uh, Frankfurt, Germany. And I think that's basically our conversation for this episode today. I mean, we talked about it before I uh, started recording that there's not really any in-game news. And the only thing we have is sustainability week, which is going to be done by the time we put this podcast out. But Well, I- I'm sure there will be news by the time that this podcast drops on Monday. However, it is interesting, and we will get a lot into this uh, championship and this broadcast. It is interesting how much Niantic is pumping this community day into your veins. If you go into the game and you go into the news tab, uh, four out of the last five 
Well, no, let me say it. Let me four of the last four. So the last four posts have all been about community day meetups, group play bonuses, which we're going to see how that works out today. Um, a couple of tips for community day. Then they're also having this like Twitter giveaway. If you repost the last four posts have been about today. There's been no news. We know Sustainability Week ends Monday, April 25th, when this episode will drop. We don't know what's happening as of Tuesday, April 26th, except that the PvP leagues will rotate. That's all we know. We have no idea what what event will uh, what event will take place. What Pokemon we'll be seeing. Uh, I'm sure we'll get the the big drop for the month of May at some point next week as well. But typically, you know what's happening next week. And we have no clue as to what the game has for us, which is very interesting. And if you're watching the broadcast of uh, the European Championships, you saw like commercials for fucking Community Day. So, and the only thing I can attribute this to is that Niantic wants as many people to get out there for these three hours so they can say, I told you so about the three hour reversion. Uh, the six the six hour to three hour community day reversion they can say oh we had x million players out for these three hours and 20 percent of them played all three hours we told you so that's the only thing i can think of and it sounds kind of like uh petty but i mean we know niantic like it's very much up their avenue and look i, I i'm all for all these like things to get you outside um i think that you know that by now with me and people who listen to this podcast know that about me. It's like, I'm all for the getting outside part and playing this fucking game outside. Um, I'm not for the shenanigans that Niantic continues to pull. But like, that's the only thing that makes sense, right? Is that they're just trying to get as many people out for these three hours so they can tell the, at least tell themselves that they were right by reverting community day to three hours. That's the only thing I can think of. Uh, I mean, I, I suppose. I don't I don't know. I really don't know. Um, but yeah, it's it's true in the fact of yeah, they were really pushing that narrative really, really hard. I mean, during the Champions, it seemed like every other time they had their five-minute break, they were talking about, oh, don't forget, you get a chance to get your shiny Stuffle on Stuffle Community Day. I mean, thank you, Zionic, for repeating that like 15 times. But I know that's not Zionic's fault by any means. I know they had to go by a certain script here nor there. But I don't know. I mean, again, at the end of the day, that is their their vision. They're always wanting us to go outside. I mean, you forced me to come outside to record today, so that's yeah, right. I mean, you're probably you're probably tied to Niantic some way. Get out of your form. basement, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, I mean, but like yeah. when you see Dom stream on Twitch, it's a very cool setup. But you can tell he's in a basement. No, that's in my room. That's yeah, not in my yeah, basement. Yeah, yeah, sure, it's in the basement. Whatever. And so, if I, it, I, if, it, if 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 it was in my basement, we'll be having a club. I'll be have people dancing in the background. Then I'll get that text message, bro. Why didn't you invite me? That's right. That's my thing. Yep. That's my thing. No invite. No invite. Um, I did see a beware today this morning in Go Battle League. Oh yeah, someone else posted that. Yeah, in, in chat I was like, too. Mm, I was super sus, and then I was like, oh yeah, it's it's been out like over half the world at this point, you know. Like by the time it gets to the Americas, there's only a couple of like, and I'm using air quotes here, shifts left of Community Day. Right. So it was like six or seven, or maybe I think Brazil is an hour ahead of us. I'm not entirely sure. So yeah, it's uh, it's interesting how they are just pumping all their attention and their time into this community day. Like, this is a Pokemon that just doesn't seem to be... It's like a lukewarm meta Pokemon, right? It's not going to take down Azumarill. It's probably not going to to 
I, I don't know. I haven't seen the matchups against Stunkfist, but it doesn't have like a it, what does it have? Does it have superpower? It does have superpower, so maybe it can't take it down. Stunkfist. So I mean, it has it has um, Shadow Claw as its fast move. I mean, the best comparable Pokemon would be Zangoose. Zangoose, which I've been using a lot of, of course. So I mean, but it has what superpower? It has Stomp. It has Drain Punch now, and then it's gonna have Payback. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's the I don't know the the lesser form of of Zangoose if you look at it that way. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, all right. So we'll you know we'll see. It, it just seems like a not relevant Pokemon in terms of the meta. So I'm just so confused why they're putting so much time and attention into this community day. But the only thing I can think of is they want to reaffirm themselves of their decision to revert from three to six hours. You know what would have been actually cool is the fact that if they did some sort of grass poke... Actually, chestnut. They should have done chestnut for the Earth Day at least. Probably. Something like that would make sense for Earth Day or something that would be a little bit more exciting than, than Stuffle. I mean, I don't mind Stuffle for a community day. I just think they could have used it for another month. Right. And around the, the tournament too because I didn't really pay too much attention until, you know, past couple of days. It's like, oh, they're actually doing community day on the second day of the champion or the champions regionals at uh at Frankfurt, Germany. Yeah, I agree with that. I had I had never I hadn't I hadn't really thought of chestnut. It's a good one. Uh, and it's kind of in the same like fighting style as Beware and Stuffle. Although I mean I hadn't because I haven't really studied the Alola region too much. I didn't really play the games. Uh, didn't remember that Stuffle is a fighting type Pokemon. Sub sub uh, subtyping. Or or should they just release Slandit as a community day and just piss people off? Oh. <laughs> still haven't gotten that uh, Slandit yet. Yeah, still haven't gotten that. So, um, all right. So yeah, uh, we'll see what comes up comes about in the news. Uh, I'm sure by the time that, that that always fucking happens too. Like we release the episode, boom, big news. It's like we can never be coordinated where the news drops the day before we record so we can gather our thoughts about things. But community days today, get 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 outside, have some fun. I'm all into these incentives too. Like the, the group play bonus, uh, I think that's going to be pretty cool, um, and especially an area where you have a lot of stops somewhat condensed like, like you do here in the park. Um, you can get those four times XP bonuses in a very condensed area, so I think that'll be cool. Um, I like the... I'm, I'm so... I very much like... This is probably one of my favorite things the game has ever done, is the planting a tree thing. I think it's freaking awesome. I'd like to see a lot more of that for community days. I don't know what else they could implement. Let me do that again, because that... I don't know what else they could implement, uh, you know, besides planting trees, maybe donating to charity, or... I don't know. They they can figure something out there. They're a, a a company that makes billions of dollars at this point, I would imagine. So, uh, yeah, I think it was last year they made a billion dollars, right? I think that was that was the report in the news. So, uh, I would love these incentives on Community Day to continue. Um, I, I was not a big anti three hour Community Day guy. I'm still not. I I could care less if it's three or six hours. I think the perfect time would be four, but I don't think that'll ever happen. But give people other reasons to play for those three hours and and today um well saturday you know because again this will drop on monday there's the community day distance challenge where each kilometer you walk you receive a reward which i think is the cherubi um and then after the 5k you have completed the community day distance challenge and you will um 
you will have planted a tree up to a, up to a hundred thousand trees, which I'm fine with that. Like a hundred thousand trees is pretty damn good. So, and if you come to your local park, like you do here in, in, in um, Constitution Park, it's 80 something degrees outside Dom and you can't feel it because there's no, sh- there's no sunlight peering through. So, um, yeah, get outside today, play community day. Don't be an asshole. Don't use your rocker. Don't cheat. Don't use your D fit. Don't spoof to Zarazaga, Spain. Play the game. Play the game for one hour and walk your five kilometers. Don't be a lazy bitch. It's cool to see that that challenge inside of the game. Um, I know um, those kilometers is uh, is that challenge that we have to get through. And I'm, I haven't checked to actually see like what are those rewards we're actually going to get. I think what the the other part is that's kind of been interesting, and we could probably get into it for a second before we jump to something else too, is the fact that. Um, you know, I just like the I kind of liked the little subtleties that they are doing in the game. I've been noticing probably the past week or two where I've been getting a lot more notifications about reminders and making sure you're prepared. Um, things like in the game where they're telling you like tips about the community day. Um, I think all in all, they're just trying to be a little bit more active in the sense of just um, making sure like you're just on track with with what they uh, want you to do in the game, which is kind of cool. I don't mind it. Um, it's, it's something a little bit different because I know that was one of those things that they just haven't really communicated in the past, uh, couple years when, when I was playing this game. So it's those like those small little subtlety things and even a few other subtlety things as well too within the game. But I don't know if you noticed, I think some like the animation, um, of some of the moves has changed a little bit and I could be wrong, but it feels like when I've been doing some of those raids, um, the Tapu Bulu raids, I think with some people bringing the mega Pokemon, the the icon changed. It used to be like he's seen or noticed like the mega icon on the very bottom, but now it seems like it's kind of wrapped around the charged um, button. It has like the rainbow effect when you tap on it instead. Oh, that, that's been there for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you're it's kind of like when you're tapping, 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 and then the charge moves fills up. No, not when it actually fills up. It, it actually kind of like you have the it kind of radiates out from the charge move. I think it it, it it's telling you. Like, which is the charge move that gets the extra bonus here or something? Because, you know, you have a dark-type move hitting a ghost-type Pokemon or whatever it may be, I think is what, what it is. I, I'm not exactly sure. I think that's been around for a little bit. Um, I'm not somebody who's done a lot of raids lately, but I remember there being, like, the, the charge when the charged button was full, it would have, like, a mega-radiating color scheme around the button. I'm not entirely sure if that's what you're talking about. You probably hear Dom drinking his water there because you can hear everything in this park. But uh, it's... uh, I feel like that's been in the game. But I have noticed more like... Kind of like you're tapping on the shoulder. and like, hey, it's spotlight hour. Yeah. I have noticed that a lot because I've been in school at that time and I'm like, oh yeah, shit. Let me open my game. (laughs) Gotta catch those oddish. Yeah, because I, you know, sometimes I get a break during, I think I caught a shiny Bunnelby like a couple weeks ago with like two minutes to go in spotlight hour because, you know, I get a a dinner break usually around seven o'clock. So uh, those reminders are, they are somewhat helpful. I I have appreciated that. Come on, admit it when Niantic does something right. But But what I'm curious about is what is their motive for being this annoying about Community Day? And it's not, it's, I'm not saying they've been annoying in a bad way, but there's just so much attention to this Community Day that I'm skeptical. And I'm wondering what's in it for them. Like, what, what do they gain 
from promoting Community Day the way that they have, that they've never done before. They've never done it this way. Where, you know, first of all, we've obviously never really had a live stream like we did, but just the nonstop commercials, reminders, advertisements, and then in-game news is all Community Day. So, you know, I'm not trying to go around and this this subject for for I'm not trying to do this over and over again on this subject but it's interesting and it's curious and when it's niantic it makes you question what is their motive because a lot of times their motive is not in the best interest of the community and the players a lot of times their motives is in the best interest of themselves which i get as a business but what's best for niantic as a business is not best for the community of pokemon go so that's all I'm saying there is a, I'm all for getting outside, go play this event. I'm going to try to play all three hours today. I'm going to be here at this park and bring my girlfriend, bring my dogs like I always do. And I'm going to play. Um, and I'm going to get my 5k and I want to plant my tree. I want to know where it is. I want to go visit it maybe in a couple of years. But uh, I'm just curious as to what is behind all the attention that Community Day is getting today. It, it can't just be Niantic wants you to get out there and play, baby. Like, it can't be that. It has to be, they want to say, I told you so, that more people come out when it's three hours as opposed to six. That's the only thing I can think of. I think they just want you to battle someone in person with their Rhyhorn and just mud slap them. Oh, poor Jacob from BTW. Yeah. Oh, man. He never saw it coming. Uh, <laughs> yeah, love you, Jacob. <laughs> I think I think uh, no, I think I think they just want you to plant your tree. I mean, I I would actually stop my work to come back to Constitution Park to see you plant a tree here, and skip the Niantic five kilometer stuff. Okay, so okay, wait, what's the bet now? Like, because uh, I want you to come play. I'm very sad you're not going to come play today. Um, you will come to Con Park if what? If I plant a tree? If you actually plant a tree. I have to plant one today? You have to plant But one. I have to get, like, park permission. <laughs> I, I could be, like, committing a crime or something. Zach follows the rules? This wow. Is, this is government property, man. That's, like, wow. jail time. <laughs> you want me to break the rules, man? You're you're a bad influence. I don't know why I asked you to do this. It's the other way around. It's the other way around. No. I'm Zach a, is not innocent. I'm I mean, what guy plays Rhyhorn? In GBL with baby Pokemon. I mean, luckily I I got that Rhyhorn matched up against the Haunter, so it's game over. Because <laughs> it's got mud slap. See ya. <laughs> Jacob actually used Hunter. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, he, like we were. Uh, Jacob entertained me the other day for three battles, and you could tell after the first that I was running some serious spice. And so he, I guess he started uh, running some spice too. I mean, he wasn't like, he didn't run like a zoom roll and stung fist or anything. By the way, uh, BTW podcast, check them out. If you are interested in a little bit more of a PVP uh, focused podcast than we are. Speaking of PVP, we had the, pretty much the only other news we really have to talk about today. Um, the European championships and the, the broadcast of those European championships. We had four guys on the broadcast. I'm not going to remember them all. Caleb Peng, Zionic. Uh, we had, I think it was two O Butters and Speediest Chief. So I, I got to see a rotation of them all. Now, um, before, I, before I get into any of this, because I'm focused on the broadcast aspect I, of it. I'm waiting for this. Because <laughs> I have a degree in communications and broadcasting. I work... In sports broadcasting, I've produced many a sporting events 
Miami Heat games, Miami Marlins games. Uh, I've done, I've been on the broadcast, like not the play-by-play, but on the broadcast for like Miami Hurricanes games, Miami Dolphins games, and a few Miami Heat games after the games. So I feel like I have got a good feel for how these broadcasts are supposed to go. Now, I know that this is esports, and I know that it is a new sport, okay? Um, so first things I want to say first, and I, like, is it bad that I want to talk about the broadcast first? <laughs> Should I want to talk about the championship first? I, I would just say let's just jump right into it so we can get this out of the because way. Because the broadcast, I thought, first of all, I thought the broadcast was way better than what I was expecting. Like, they had a whole team of, like, 100 people there. And the graphics were great. Um, I was just, like, so surprised at how professional-looking they were trying to be, right? I, I didn't know if, like, Zionic would be in his basement broadcasting or if he would be there. I mean, they had them in uh, sport coats. Yep. They had them there. Very, very professionally done. Um, I don't know if it's necessary, but it's cool. You know, if you want to legitimize it and professionalize it, that's cool. And that's where I'm coming at it from is I looked at that broadcast yesterday and I'm like, they're trying to be a professional broadcast. And so then my broadcaster mind starts just like nitpicking at the things that could be better. My biggest complaint, and first of all, let me, not even first of all, because I said it two minutes ago. I thought it was a great job. I thought the broadcast was really good. I enjoyed it. It didn't make me want to tune out. Um, if you're a newer player, you could understand what's happening. The rules were explained. There was breaks every 15 minutes to go to the bathroom, get some water if you want. The only thing that I have to say is you have to know your audience. And in these European championships, where the only way to watch it is to get the app or go on the website of Twitch, make an account, and then search the European Championship of Pokemon Go, you're getting people who are watching who know what the fuck is going on. Um, you're not getting Johnny B. Good, who just downloaded Pokemon Go last week, and was like, what is this PvP shit? Let me search this out, right? You're not getting somebody brand new for the most part. Maybe, maybe... 3% of the people watching that broadcast don't understand what's happening. Like, completely have no idea. But for the most part, if it's not something that's not on Channel 6 on the TV, you're getting people who are seeking this out. So people who know what's happening. So it sometimes felt like they were speaking to children. Which, I'm a middle-aged man. <laughs> I don't know if you can tell. I got no hair up top, a lot of hair on the chin. All right? The people who are watching this broadcast know what's going on. And if they don't know the intricacies and the details and the strategy, I get that. But they understand the basics of the game. And so the only thing is, it's not about explaining the rules. It's not about telling me what's going on. It's how you're doing that sometimes. And it's the tone of that. Like, we are children trying to absorb all this information is all I'll say about the broadcast. Let's make abundantly clear, I'm not complaining. I'm not upset about it. All I'm doing is we've created this medium, this platform, where we can have conversations about things. And as soon as somebody says something that's not incredibly positive about something, everybody goes, but you're complaining. You're like, no, I'm, pro I'm providing my professional opinion and my constructive feedback as to how it can be better. I thought it was really well done. 
Like, I was just surprised the moment I tuned in. I was like, oh, shit, this is really nice. Like, they've got cutaway graphics. They've got commercials. They they pan to Zionic. I mean, they could probably do a little bit more with, like, using the – like, have you ever watched a sporting event? You see, like, the scores on the bottom or some shit. You know, they could do something like that, but that, that, that'll come with time. Just the overall tone of the broadcast felt like they were talking to a child sometimes. Can you give us an example, though, as far as a child? Because you keep saying that, but you haven't given, like, an exact example. It, it's, it's hard for me to, like, just remember uh, a, a specific point when that happened. Come on! But I just remember feeling like, dude, stop talking to me like I am 10 years old. And I, I, felt, I felt like the only of the four, and I, I haven't seen a whole bunch of, uh, of Speediest or 2.0. I'm sure you have. Yeah. Um, I, the only person I felt like was true to their style on Twitch and YouTube was Caleb Peng. Like, Caleb Peng, to me, didn't feel any different than how he normally is. Now, I thought Zionic was the best out of all of them, but I also felt like a lot of times Zionic was doing what I'm, what I'm talking about. It's just talking to me like as if I were a child and not as if I'm a functioning adult that's been playing Pokemon Go for five years. And I realize that that's not everybody watching the broadcast. But again, my point is people who are watching this broadcast are people who are seeking it out, who know what's happening. Um, and, you know, I, I raised that point yesterday in our local chat, and pretty much nobody agreed with me, <laughs> which is fine. <laughs> that's what happens. Um, but I, I, I don't think people were listening to what I was saying because they kept going to, like, well, they're, they're explaining the rules. I'm like, they, explain the rules. That's fine. But when you turn on Cornhole on ESPN, which, yes, Cornhole is on ESPN sometimes when they have absolutely nothing to put on, they don't talk to you like you're a hillbilly. They talk to you like you like you know what you're watching, and they explain the rules, and they have like a little sidebar in the bottom left corner of like a rule here or there. But they talk to me like, you know, I understand what's happening. Because for the most part, I'm not casually flipping by and stopping on Cornhole. So that's my only constructive criticism. I thought that the broadcast was better than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was a great job, and I appreciated it because, it, it, and, and I, you know, I have a couple other things I can nitpick here and there, but I, I mean, I was just so surprised at how well it looked. It presented well. Um, you know, you could you could see the action clearly like it wasn't you know sometimes when you watch on twitch you get that kind of like delay or lag from what's on this the screen on the phones to what's being broadcast none of that so i thought it was great i thought it was really a, a great job yesterday in terms of the broadcast of the european championships i think in terms of the shout casting and and pivoting from from what you're chiming about. I think I can understand in that aspect of what you're saying. I don't know if, if maybe childish is the word, but I mean, I, I, I get it because... Could be right, yeah. Um, I, and I think it's still, and you would agree to this, it's not in the fault of the shoutcasters whatsoever. No, I think 0%. It's, 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 it's more or less with the way that the event was actually handled. And I don't know if it was something necessarily last minute put together. I mean, well, they didn't announce the, the four guys until three days before. But that can be yeah. that could be just in, in just keeping things in the hush hush until things are actually like ready to go. Because I'm pretty sure they already have the announcers picked for the North American region of the regionals itself. But we don't know about that yet. But besides the point, I just think that I don't think the event was put together put together in a way where maybe the shoutcasters 
A, have the freedom to maybe talk more in that professional level that you're talking about, and B, that there's probably still that lack of content, so to speak, for lack of better words, where they can have that opportunity to talk about that, but they're just stuck with, let's just talk about the gameplay, let's talk about the quote-unquote rules or things that are actually going on as they're actually battling. So, I mean, I think for who they picked for the shoutcast, I think it was really nice. I mean, it's a no-brainer that they're going to bring in Zionic because of the following, because he's he's been there since, like, day one. Uh, 2-0 Butters is such a great commentator. He always brings in the hype. And, I mean, we all know about Speediest Chief um, and Caleb Peng himself as well, too. I mean, they're they're great, great people. I mean, the way that they, they had that chemistry was really, really nice. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I was trying to... I mean, because the timing is so off, we you know we were able to see it three o'clock in the morning when they were streaming it. Um, I mean, me being under the weather, I was up a little bit here nor there watching it, and there was just times I was just laying down in bed and just trying to listen to it. And I think that was one of the things I was trying to pick up and see. It's like, can I actually understand what's going on in the game without actually watching the game? And I felt like in some aspects, no, it was kind of hard. Because you're you're, and I'm trying to relate it to you in that sense of of radio show talk, you know, in the sense of sports. I mean, if you're watching a football game, a soccer game, or a baseball game, you know what's actually going on because the commentators, the shoutcasters are talking in a way that just makes sense. Like, you, you can just do whatever you're doing and you can understand what's going on in the game. In terms of the, the regionals in, in Europe... It felt like sometimes it got too, everything was just spoken maybe a little bit too fast or a lot of things were being said and there was not a lot of, I don't, I don't know what would be the best word to use. I would say maybe like airspace or downtime mm-hmm. where you can grasp and understand what's coming in, like absorb that information before the next thing actually happens. Well, you know? one thing I learned in radio is that a couple seconds of like dead space isn't a bad thing. Right, exactly. You know? Yeah. Not 10 seconds. But two to three, even four, I, I I do it all the time on this podcast. And when I'm editing the podcast, I'm like, no, I'll leave that in there. That sounds perfectly fine. It it dead space provides character, and it's it's part of the broadcast to like just you don't have to talk every second. I didn't pick that up, and I'm not trying to like take over where you know if you have more, feel free. But what I want to make abundantly clear to people listening to this is like. I don't know about you. I was surprised at how good it was. And you're more of the graphics guy. Um, I don't have that kind of a background. So I thought yesterday, you know, it was a little plain, but I thought it looked pretty good. I was not expecting as a as professional a broadcast as I saw yesterday. So I want to make that abundantly clear. Like, what we're doing here is just we're having dialogue about what we think can do better. And I think we can all see, based off yesterday, the potential that this has. Right, <laughs> because this this can be so much bigger than what it was yesterday. But yesterday needed to happen. Like you needed to to show people, yo, we can be real about this. We can be, we can have a professional style broadcast around this esport. Now there are things that we can do that are better, and you know those. I thought those four were great, and they're going to get better the more they do. I mean, I, my first radio show was awful. Now when I do a radio show, I, I totally know what I'm doing. I feel comfortable with myself and, and the product that I'm putting out there. Those guys are going to get better and better and better. 
The only thing is I just don't know if there's anybody on the other end like, hey, maybe do this or that. I don't know who's producing the overall um, broadcast. Another thing I thought they could have done was when there were like replays of the games, explain why. Yeah, that's what Daniel was saying in yeah. this video. Yeah, that was my other thing. It was like they just did it like, oh, okay, this game's being replayed. It's like, well, why? I, I, did I miss something? I didn't see it. I, did, I missed something. Did somebody tap a move and didn't go off or or what? So, I, you know, I would like that explanation. But, you know, it's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting process and everybody's figuring it all out in terms of the gameplay and the judges being there. And then going over it with the judges, like I could tell myself before the guys announcing or shoutcasting, as you guys would call it, I could tell myself when the judges were reviewing for a replay before it was being told to me, right? Before it was being explained to me that this was. And I'm not a self player. I'm not a. I'm not in the BTW podcast. You know, we keep giving them shoutouts on this podcast. We we need some royalties from those guys. Um, so I don't know how these replays work. That's one thing I, I didn't know. I was like, okay, so we're replaying the game because there was a glitch or uh, some kind of lag or something. Okay, interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know that that's the rule. So it makes sense. But I would like an explanation of where that happened. You know, And that's when you get into like replays and stuff. And that, that takes a whole team of people you know, to be... All, all together on the same page. So I, I just want to say um, kudos to those four guys. Uh, Speedius, Tuo Butters, Caleb Pang, Zionic. I thought you guys were great. Um, and, uh, you know, just having that broadcast was really fun. It was, it, was, it was nice to have on in the background of whatever I was doing yesterday. I don't know what more thoughts I have on it. Um, but I thought it was I thought it was great, man. And I, I am excited for the future of more PvP tournaments and and the broadcasting aspect of it as somebody who does it, you know, for for work. Um yeah, I mean it's uh, yeah, uh, overall it it was it was definitely a great experience just to watch and just to see it actually happen. I mean, the last time we've seen it was 2019 with PokeAK and King, so it's it's been it feels like it's been a while. Um but yeah, I mean, I I love it overall. I think for the most part uh, for a lack of better words, once again, they played it safe in the sense that they used pretty much the same template that they used for the other Pokemon categories for their live streams. And that's where I think people are trying to nitpick a little bit. And that's where like Daniel Zanieri chimed in with his video mentioning about the replays. He wanted to see the interviews. He wanted to see like the audience going crazy when plays are being made and he wanted to see like more of the events happening um, in between breaks. Like he wanted this whole grandiose um, event, which I think to be ex it, to be expected. Like that's completely fine, and I agree with every single point that he's making. Um, but I think for a regional, that's not the idea. And and of course, you know, being that this is the first event, the way that I'm looking at it, it's it's the first event for Pokemon Go competition and esport kind of uh, mentality. I think it was perfectly fine. I think people are, yes, are nitpicking a little too much. Um, and I, I'm looking for all that stuff in the future. But again, we got to mm -hmm. start somewhere. Yeah, I and agree. I think for them playing it safe for what they use as a template that works for their other competitions, it worked perfectly fine. And again, the people that they picked for Shoutcasters, um, kudos to them. And I think no one doesn't understand that because I only had a glimpse to partake with one of the competitions being a Shoutcast. And that was only three hours. That was a lot, man. Just your your mindset, just how everything just goes, go, 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 go. I mean, for them to do that for, I, I, it was like seven hours of streaming. 
for shoutcasting. Yeah. And there was a lot of dead time as well, too, in between. Mm-hmm. For them just to consistently talk, I mean, a lot of respect in that aspect. And, and that's where the um, professionality, if that's the right word of this, will come into play in the future. Let me get back to your other point, and I'll get back into mine. Is I agree with Daniel, and I agree with you. Um, they could have done more, but from what I was expecting, I thought it was fantastic. And 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 when I say I, I, I could see them doing more, is it's like watching a baseball player when they're 17 years old and they have a 90-mile-an-hour fastball, and you're just like, bing, I can see this guy playing professional baseball in five years. It's the same thing. Like I can see the growth of this eSport and its broadcast um broadcasting features that it could have is all I'm saying. I'm not complaining. We're allowed to have a dialogue about what we think can be done better, and I think that's what we're doing here. I I, I just want to like just give everybody a round of applause for yesterday. I thought it was phenomenal. I did not expect... I think it was... Uh, was it HM London? Yes, HM he, London. He put on Twitter... like He showed how many people were working the broadcast, and I was like, holy shit. That's a whole like team of 50 people. Yeah, at least. And, and it looked great. And and look those those side interviews and you know they like in a, I compare it to a sporting event they have people on the sidelines working the event they have sponsorship ads like that will come that will come down the line if this is the route Niantic wants to go and this all stems back to the uh, conversation we had actually with Daniel about how this could potentially become an esport and the gambling around it the more money that this brings in the more of that you'll see the more professional qualities you'll see. Um, so I, I I thought it was fantastic yesterday, and I can see the future of this down the line, two, three, four years, how much better this can get if Niantic wants to invest in it. You have to get sponsors. You have to get people working behind the scenes. You have to get producers. You have to get other people on the broadcast team that are interviewing the players, and they're backstage, and they're in the crowd. Like that, That'll come with time. I'm, I'm, I'm certain of that. If they feel like it's a worthy investment, which I think everybody who saw that thinks it's a worthy investment. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so. And and HM London as well too was just one person that was, you know, pretty much capturing what was going on. I mean, going back to what you're saying, like I used to work for the Miami Dolphins as well too with the photographer, and we would have ten photographers alone just for the Dolphins, and that's not yeah. people. Like not from the Dolphins and everyone else that was partaking in the games. It's not that from were, the newspapers. It's yeah. not from you know ESPN. It's it's that's just like this. I can see the same thing happening with Pokemon down the line. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, you'll need people working for Pokemon Go. You'll need people working for esport magazines, esport podcasts, esport YouTube's all because it esports are growing, man. Like esports are on ESPN. Right. Right. <laughs> you no. Know? So I, I can see this. I can see this happening down the line, um, and uh, it's great. It, it's exciting, as a matter of fact. I was watching yesterday, and I'm like, this is so awesome. You can see this three, four, five years down the line. You, like that pitcher in high school baseball that you can see playing professional baseball. Is, I see Pokemon Go and the eSport viability and the broadcast viability of it and how how this can grow from here. It's exciting, man. It's exciting. As long as... Niantic stops fucking around with AR so much. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> that's what... I think they have some like new video game. I don't know if you saw. They yeah. have a new mobile game coming out where you can have like AR pets. It's like Tamagotchi on the go. Exactly. I sent it to my girlfriend, actually. I was like, look, it's from the Pokemon Go people. So, uh, yeah. And, and I, and I want to make... like Again, 
people need to be better at having dialogue. Like, if you don't agree with me, that's fine. But don't think that I'm because I don't think everything's peachy rosy, like uh, uh, that I'm complaining. I'm allowed to have a dialogue about what I think can do better because of what I can see this growing into down the line. And that's, for me, my professional opinion is as somebody who has worked broadcast for, I haven't done it now in the last few years, especially since COVID, but I did it when I was in college and I did it. I worked the, you know, the Miami Heat won two championships in the early 2010s and I worked the broadcast of those. So I can see this growing from um, the Pokemon Go and its eSport viability to what it is now. Now, speaking of the actual broad, uh, the actual champions, uh, championships itself, who won? Eris? Let's get Eris, right? Uh, actually, I, I don't know because I, I fell asleep after. Well, this kid Eris won. <laughs> like, he's going to London. And... Um, he was not a legend in PvP last season. He actually played, though, technical on day two. That was the very, very first match. What, like 3 a.m.? You were up? Yeah. What the hell yeah. were you doing awake? I was I was up. Like I said, I'm under the weather. My schedule and everything is messed up. I'm I'm just not feeling great. Um, I was I was up. I'm, I, I took my melatonin gummies, and I took NyQuil, and I still couldn't sleep. <laughs> Sounds like you got some demons in there, bud. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> some Zach Dorte demons. That's oh, what it's they always are. blaming me, man. Yeah, that's like, what well, it is. He you don't wanted, even, you don't he even wanted, hang out with me, bro. You don't even do community day with me, man. That's what it is. It's he's he's haunting me because he does not he just he wants me to hang out with him twenty four seven. I did check in on you a lot this week. So I was just checking in. I you know, school I have a little bit of a break coming up in school for like a week or two. So we're getting to the final exam. Uh, for the semester, and uh, it's it's nice to have a little bit of free time. Like I've been in the chat more. I've been coming. I came to the park yesterday and, and played, even though I didn't see a single orangaroo yesterday at the park. It was so disappointing. Um, but yeah, if I if I'm haunting your dreams, I guess you know you could have it much worse than than me haunting your dreams. I guess so. I'll put it that way. I think I think you just wanted to be part of the shoutcast and show everyone. That you are the pro. Uh, I, w- I don't know if I'd be ready for that. Uh, Why not? I think I could do uh, maybe like the color commentary, like the Zionic or Caleb Peng role. But that, no, it's, it's Daniel wants that role. You can't take that from Daniel. I don't think I could do the like the lead, uh, the main. I, I, like, why do we call it shoutcasting, by the way? I don't know. It's just, the, I guess, the term that people just like to throw around. Because like, we call it. Either on radio, play by play, or just like the the, the 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 announcer, the broadcaster. I don't know. Shoutcasting to me is like you're yelling it, <laughs> which they're not. They weren't yelling it. What are you talking about? We had Daniel or uh, what's it called? Zionic was like boom, boom, like a couple of times. It was funny. I actually the one there was like two pivotal moments in that. Uh, tournament that i watched i mean i I didn't watch complete day two and even day one but there was those two pivotal moments that i just remember there was one trainer that had a lola marowak oh fire blast and he fire blasts that lickitung yeah he double shielded and then fire blast like i just all that that moment there i'm like what is going on (laughs) i mean it first threw me off because he had Fire spin, fire blast, and shadow ball. And then the the trainer throws in a lickitung. He shields the body slam. Like, why would you shield anything from a lickitung, first off? And then he throws the fire blast. He double shields and he loses switch. 
that throws me off. And then the other pivotal moment was was inadequance making that catch. That was the second thing too that I remember. That was like the very that was the first battle at the very very end when uh, when he was up against Azare, and people were going crazy about it. And there was a few posts on Twitter too with people's reactions and stuff like that, which was cool. But I mean, like that was the part. That's that's the part of Pokemon gbl that we just love like when you make those catches when you make those throws and find like those strategic plans and 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 strats to to win the game like that's that's part of the game of gbl that i just love so so much and it's funny because there's always that controversial topic of why do you still play this game why do you why do you still play gbl like oh it's just tap 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 and nothing else because it was one of those things that my sister's boyfriend uh, was talking about. He's like, "Oh, you don't play Pokemon Unite anymore, or you don't play Legend Arceus. I keep I keep seeing you play uh, Pokemon Go and this battle stuff. It's like it's so easy to play that game. I'm like, no, it's not. It's like when you really put the competitive aspect into it and really see like what Pokemon that you can use and how you can win or lose matches based on a certain switch, a tap, throw, not to throw, win the shield. I sometimes feel like it could be a little bit more competitive." then Pokemon Unite or these other games and people don't understand that aspect of the game and I feel like sometimes that could be a frustration because um, I wish there's ways that people can see that aspect of the game that's really true because there is that on the go on the spot chess kind of mentality that you just have to to be on your feet be on your toes and when we see that in in the broadcast of the the regionals I was actually very surprised, and I'm jumping around a little bit. I was also very surprised the amount of times that people baited and the people were shielding those baits. And like in game, or when I'm watching, and I'm like, "Why did you shield that? Like, you know, that's a poison fang. Like, that's a body slam. Why? Why is? Why are you shielding that? You know, it's it was just funny in that aspect. Yeah, the the strategy behind PvP and the knowledge of it. Like, you have to have a lot of knowledge in terms of move sets, weaknesses. Um, you know, Pokemon that, that your moves are effective against and typings and all that kind of knowledge. Like, it's a vast landscape of information that you need to know in order to play PvP. And yes, tapping is the main feature of how you play that game. But other things matter. And uh, I, it's not only that, like, you also have to earn the Pokemon that you have in the game. Now, if you're cheating, then you don't, but that's a conversation for another day and one that I don't think you and I really care to ever have because we've done 33 episodes and we never talk about it. Um, so it, it, it's... it's I You know me. I like the, the grind aspect of the game. And so to get, you know, the wall rain with Powder Snow and Ice Ghost Spirit, you had to play Community. You had to go out there for at least an hour, go play. I, I like that part of the game. Because a lot of other games, you know, you just play the game from your couch and you earn points and coins and medals and then, and then you upgrade, blah, 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 blah. No, Pokemon Go, you have to not only know the game, the knowledge, the strategy, but earn what you know in the game by go going outside and playing the game. Like, I'll never stop talking about that in this game. Like, how much I appreciate the fact is, like, you have to get off your fucking couch and go play the game unless you want to be a cheating douchebag, which there are some. And, you know, I think we've all had that thought enter our head, too. Like, hey, maybe I could fly, too. Um, I actually bought the swing thing. Oh, the rocker. But I've never used it. I never even set it up. I'm like, no. No, not going to do that. So, um, 
Yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, I, I think there's a lot of excitement in both what you and I are saying today because of what we saw over this past weekend. And we, we were talking about it, you know, just before we were recording. It's like, damn, I, I really wish that I wasn't so busy. It, it, for me, it's just this calendar year because I want to participate in the championships and the regionals and the broadcasting, and I, and I can't. I can't even help you stream every once in a while like I would like to. So You just don't love the game that much. As I know, much as right? you say I'm it, just, you're, uh, you're lying. You're I lying. Know. I know. You're lying. Uh, maybe my goal one day is to set up a massage table during community day. Oh, my God. <laughs> See? It's nothing to do about the game. It's about the massage therapy. Oh, there you go. There you go. Um, so, yeah, I... Um, I, I did enjoy, uh, or I do enjoy a lot of the strategy behind the game. Now, now, do you know this? Because I saw that, you know, for people that were watching in the crowd yesterday, there was kind of like a jumbo, jumbotron. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did that have audio? Uh, I think to some extent, because I was hearing something from one of the, the videos I watched on Twitter, and then you can still kind of hear Zionic talking. That was my other thing, is that should not, that should not be happening. The people playing the game should not be able to hear the broadcast. Yeah. And, and and correct me if I'm wrong, like when you hit a charged move, a fairy charge move sounds different than a poison charge move. Because I, I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. A fairy charge move is a circle. The poison charge move is like it's just exploding up from the ground. And I think there's kind of like a rhythm to a, like a fairy and a psychic charge move where it's that circular motion as opposed to like a poison or fire charge move. Like that, I could be wrong. I'm not 100% sure. In my head, it sounds right. But they shouldn't be able to hear that. Now, they should be able to hear their own. I, I think they all had headphones, right. right? And they could hear probably what was happening on their phone, which I always play PvP with audio. I don't understand people who don't. When right. I see videos in our group chat and there's no audio, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, you should always be playing with audio to hear your charge moves, to hear their charge moves, to hear the bubbles, all that kind of good stuff. That, to me, is like, my girlfriend hates the fucking sound of the charge moves. The bubbles, beep, 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 beep. She hates that. She hates it. But, like, I'm like, yeah, I'm playing my game. You know, I could be at the strip club. <laughs> um, Boygos, Boygos had a video on that for a quick second on Twitter. I know. I think it was like, like at the, the strip club. club. Yeah, like yeah. Funny. Boygos is funny. Um, they, they there should be no ability for the people playing the game to hear the broadcasters. That should not happen because I I think yesterday's one of those two catches, Zionic was like, "Watch out for the catch!" What? Oh, there's the catch! I think that's that's what happened yesterday, right? Like you shouldn't be tipping off the other players to the catch. Uh, yeah, I mean, I get it. But then again, I mean, to, to counteract what you're saying, I mean, these are like, we know about the game. We expect yeah, the catch. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I don't know. I mean, we, we're not there to see, like, if, if it's true or not, but it is a good point that you bring up. Well, like, one th one thing, and, and, and again, I don't have 100% confirmation that the players could hear the broadcasters. But if they can, right, and you have a Metacham that's running Dynamic Punch, as opposed to Psychic, and the Shoutcasters say, oh man, look at Metachan's moveset, that's going to tip off the, the, the players playing the game. Something like that could happen, right? Where the people playing the game get an unfair advantage because of the broadcast. And these are just talking points. So we, we don't know. Yeah, it's your tin, tin foil hat speculation. Yeah. So, uh, but again, you know, just 
us having dialogue. But yeah, the, the kid who won yesterday, to get back to the point we made like 30 minutes ago, Eris, uh, <laughs> not a legend last season in PvP. How about that, man? How about that? And I think he, he tweeted about it that it was just... He just only had, you know, he just didn't battle every day or something like that. So, Which, again, it, it, it proves my point that some people just grasp the game very easily. And uh, I don't know, we had that conversation before in our local chat about, like, so many battles or something like that kind of determines your, your skill set or something of that nature. And I'm like, nah. I mean, it's like I've been, I've been what, averaging about 1,000 battles every season and so, oh, that's what it was like about the whole leaderboard shenanigans, stuff like that. I mean, there's there's people that can do 350 battles, hit legends, and that's it. They're done. Like for me, I've been averaging about thousand battles every season, and last season was like 3,400, you know, leaderboard. Uh, I I don't think it really matters as far as like again, like does legend really have that that true title that people really put onto that that name and i mean I, I think it proves our point to some aspects of aries if that was the name um you know winning regionals uh yesterday so i mean i i watched that was that was actually the first battle that i've seen was was him up against tho and man i felt sorry for tho man because that was just complete rps and it was it was just bad. It was just really really bad. But again, like you're using meta Pokemon, and it it can come down to just RPS, and that's that. And there's just not much you can do and and change to to win the match. You know, it, it had me it had me thinking though. At the end of the day, give me some a little bit of encouragement that hey maybe I should actually just do regionals. Um, either one in Ohio or was the other one was Indianapolis, mm-hmm. and. But I don't know if I actually would want to push it to go to London. I mean, it would be cool, but I I don't want to use meta Pokemon. I, I actually what I want to do, I want to maybe say have three meta Pokemon, two sub meta like secondary meta that we talked about, like like the Talonflame or Swampert. Uh, I think Swampert's on on the top. Maybe Talonflame and Venusaur because I love Venusaur. And then the sixth pick I would want is Shadow Electivire. <laughs> I just want to have that in there. Like I, I just want, I just want to be on the big screen. You're on your third battle. It's one to one. Pogo Doms is bringing in Shadow Electivire and just like zaps people at the very end. And like that kind of excitement. Like I, I just want that excitement. I mean, seeing Inadequance making that catch, I think to me is much more exciting than seeing Meta Pokemon happening. Like. And everything that we just know about the game, you know? I uh, totally agree with that because I would love to bring one of my baby Pokemon to battle. But the the chances of it being a successful... And the thing about the baby Pokemon is, like, you not only have to, you know, win the type advantage, but you also have to know what to shield and what not to shield. Because, like, a Bonsly versus a Stungfist, uh, Bonsly has counter. But its attack stat is so low, it takes forever uh, to you know to to do a lot of damage to Stunfist. And if you shield a Rock Slide, and it's and it's not an Earthquake, like you're, it, it's the same thing with a Nidoqueen Stun, Stunfist matchup. Like if you're a Nidoqueen and you shield a Rock Slide coming from a Stunfist instead of a, an Earthquake, you already know like that's it. You've lost the matchup. So it's, it's or if you shield the Poison Fang and then and then the Earth Power afterwards. 
Yeah, but the thing is, it, I, I think a stung fist gets to Earthquake a lot quicker than Nidoqueen does with Poison Fang. Right, right. So, like, even if you miss, uh, you, even if you miss Shield as a stung fist, you can still potentially beat uh, a Nidoqueen to the Earthquake as opposed to the Earth Power. So, I would love to do that too. It's probably not going to happen this year. Um, but a very, very exciting two. And, and look, I, I did wish I saw, I, I mean, I think we saw the same 10 Pokemon yesterday. Yeah. Azumarill, Stumpfist, Medicham. Walrin. Uh, Walrin. Registeel, Sableye. Yeah. All, Needle Queen. All the same olds. Uh, saw, Again, like uh, the Inadequins had Pelipper, which was actually very interesting. A lot um, of Talonflame. Yeah, there were some Talonflame. Cresselia's, you know, the same 10. I didn't see any Bastiodons. Right, which was interesting. That was surprising. Yeah, and, and uh, Galarian Stunfisk. You know why you didn't see a lot of Bastiodons yesterday? It's the same reason why you saw the same t- 10 Pokemon. Nobody was taking risks yesterday. Everybody was playing extremely safe with the Pokemon that they brought to the table. I was joking around in, in the chat. I'm like, though technical, Ludicolo or... <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and the thing is, it's like Bastiodon is a high-risk, high-reward type of Pokemon. You either extremely lose the matchup or extremely win the matchup. And that's why you didn't see Bastion on yesterday. Because you pretty much lose the match if you lose uh, you know, either lead or shield advantage with a Bastion on. You pretty much lose the match. There, There is the, the occasional overcoming the bad lead or the shield advantage, depending on how much you can farm up with the Bastion on. But it's just like... And, and and that's what I feel like you saw a lot of yesterday, which I expected. I expected a lot of meta Pokemon. I would say we probably saw... The same 12 to 14 Pokemon yesterday on every single team. So a lot of Trevenants, a lot of uh, you know, Metachamps, a couple of Scrafties. Didn't see any Machamps, you know? No. Didn't see any Machamps. So no Venus or Swampert. Saw Swampert yesterday. So would have been nice to see a... That's, that, that's where, like, the secondary tier meta would be nice. Like the Ferrothorn, the Venusaurs, and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I didn't even see any, like, Tropius yesterday. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. It was like the straight top ten meta. Scarp Skarmory was even Saw some Skarmories. Was was yeah. but still was pretty low considering yes, yes. what it was. I mean every time they show the team, it's like Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Same six. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Azumarill. I didn't even see that many um Altarias. So not a lot of flyers yesterday. Well, you have Walrin, that's pretty much why. Yeah, but Skarmory, I mean Skarmory does okay against Walrin. So It would just it would just suck because I would love to go to regionals, but in order to spend 50 bucks to get into it, to use spicy Pokemon to probably lose out of like your second match and then be like, all right, you're done. GG's 50 bucks. It's like going to, to Las Vegas and, and uh, gamble for your one time. Like, okay, I gambled. I'm done. It's time to go home. <laughs> yeah, but to have that, um, to have that visual of Bonsley. On the screen, <laughs> I think I think there's still an opportunity. If if that many people are still using meta, there's still that opportunity to, to use some of that counter spice to make it work. I was I was really thinking so hard last two nights watching. I'm like, if I really do regionals, because I'm really making Shadow Electivire my 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 it Pokemon. I was I was gonna say that also. I was gonna say that we should do some kind of design for the Go Battlecast of like our two Pokemon. Which I don't know what my one would be. Done, sparse. No, done, sparse. Done. Said we're done. Moving on. It's not my one Pokemon. It's done, sparse. It's not done, sparse. I don't know what it would be. 
But like you, it kind of matches your look. It's, oh, it's it has, up, has, man. has that bald. <laughs> <laughs> Eyes kind of squint wow. a little bit, you know. This you're so busy with here, school, bro. so you're half awake. This so guy over like, here says he's my friend. Can you believe that? <laughs> Saying I have the look of Dunsparce, bro. What I have like T-Rex arms too, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, you have really cultivated a relationship the last, I would say, four to six weeks with Shadow Electivire. Yeah. Well, ever since the video has been blasted, I'm like, man, people just love that that one shot, you know, feel good moment, and uh, yeah. Well, maybe know. I could, uh, maybe I could be Shadow McMortar. This is the part where silence comes into the podcast. Mm, no, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Damn, I thought I could. Uh, I thought that would be funny. I mean, they're always like putting those two up against each other. So, I mean, if you, if if your 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 Pokemon would probably be your Pikachu's. You haven't been using that in a while, but no, man, those uh, they just those are the days. The now. problems with Pikachu's is they like they barely reach a thousand CP. So not only am I already fighting with one hand behind my back with a, a extremely low stat product Pokemon, but then the, the the Pokemon doesn't even get to two thirds of the CP that is required for the league. Like, dude, I even Elite TM'd a Surf onto the Pikachu, and it didn't knock out like a Marowak. And I was like, all right, when that happened, I'm like, I don't know if I can keep doing this. Like the the point is to win. And it's to win having fun. But if you can't even win with a, a super effective charge move, I, I think I'm good, man. You know, And it only takes one fucking bone club to knock out a 1,000 CP Pikachu. So, I mean, that bone club is so strong, it finally hits your head and be like, all right, I'm done with the Pikachus. Well, I'm That's, not done with them. It's just it's, it's hard to like take them into battle. You haven't you haven't talked about it in I don't know how many episodes. It's true. It's true. It's yeah. I I found joy in raising baby Pokemon. Yeah. So I'm taking a little break. I'm working on my uh my my Lugia right now. But so. I think it might be taking another break. This week is Master League. I think. Well, what's the other league? I don't know because I'm doing Master League. Well, then I'll do whatever the fuck <laughs> the other league is. I ain't no Master League. So. Um, I, I battled, I, you know, I threw some battles out to our local community chat the other week, and I think with, I want to say our friend Arnolful, yeah. we did one in each league, and I got wrecked in Master League. Yep. I, got brought, I brought, like, Darkrai. Oh, my God. <laughs> and none of mine are level 50, so. <laughs> there we go. There's my Master League experience to you all, so. Um, what do you got? What do you got on the channel this week? You doing any dual streams? Or I, I saw you the other day doing like a drawing commission. That was pretty. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was very very fun. Um, this this week uh, it should be with HM London. I know he's he's coming back. I think from Germany, so I need to plan that out and see um, when he's when he's available, and we're gonna do that. I think this week I would like to. I mean, I'm, I'm I think I'm two power ups away from uh, the level fifty. Heracross, the one that oh was, wow, That's I ended great. up I ended up powering it up. But during Battle Bill stream, we powered it up as much as I can, and I'm I'm was about forty, now about forty XLs away, probably about thirty five at this point now. Um, it's what two twenties, yeah. I'm basically like thirty five away from uh, powering it up fully. But I want to try that out this week in Master League. It was fun. I had that video or two uh, that I posted where it was farming down a Dialga and then earthquaking a Kyogre. It was funny. Nice. But awesome. uh, but yeah, that's that's gonna be this week. I know I have Mama Clients. I think this Wednesday, I believe, if things are still confirmed for uh, a dual stream as well. 
and uh, we'll see what else is in the works. I've been doing more or less some commission work for for Pokemon content, so we'll we'll see how that goes. Awesome! I'm looking forward to that because HM London was at the European Championships. I'm sure he'll have a a, a lot of things you know, to talk about commentary on it. Yeah, so that'll be cool. That'll be cool. So yeah. check that out. Again, uh, Pogo Dom's on Twitch, right? Yep. And also on Twitter, I'm at Duarte Party. Enjoy the community day. Obviously, this will be coming out on Monday, but hopefully there is a fun new event coming up next week, and we'll get to talk about it next week. Enjoy your community day. Take care, everyone. Be fun. Have safe. Be oh. fun. Have safe. Yep. <laughs> I'm so backwards. That's a perfect ending right there. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for catching an episode of Go Battlecast. To catch them all, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. For more information, check out Go Battlecast on Twitter to connect with Zach and Dom. We'll see you next time.